Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham, Pastor Brett Bowe, and myself continue our discussion on the first article of the Apostles' Creed. Welcome to the Being Lutheran Podcast. I am the Right Reverend Brett Bow. <laughs> Joined by... <laughs> I am the Less Right Reverend <laughs> Pastor Jason Goodo. <laughs> and I'm the Wrong Reverend Brian Ricky. <laughs> oh, good. I thought I'd throw that in there just for A little fun. levity. Yeah, yes. It's Tossed good. in. How do you good. guys deal with that? Do you guys have congregation members that call you Reverend so-and-so? No. I've never been called Reverend. Um, I prefer to be called Pastor Jason. Mm-hmm. And part of that's just a, a context thing because my grandpa was Pastor Goodham. Ah. And so when I hear it from oh, other people's sure. lips, it's a it's a weird alien thing. I I don't care if people call me Jason or if they call yeah. me Pastor Jason or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I it, it's funny. One of the most nerve wracking things I'm going through right now is being in a doctorate program. <laughs> so if I ever graduate, Dr. Uh, Goodham. I will Ooh. hate that. I will chafe so much when I hear that. It's not but, as bad as Dr. Phil. Yeah. Uh, I, I've had some people start calling me Dr. J. And if you know anything <laughs> oh, about man. my basketball skills, yes. they're as, as far uh, away from Dr. J's basketball skills as you possibly <laughs> and humanly can get. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, there's all these. Pastoral titles are a, a weird sort of thing. I just have one guy out of fun. He'll call me Rev, but that's about it. I don't really. Yeah. Sure. I had, a, I had yeah. a Bible school student call me Rev for a hmm. while. My confirmation students ask me, and I probably am more informal than most people, mm-hmm. and I don't have any relatives at all that were pastors. So I'm kind of like the first in the in mm-hmm. several generations of Rickies. So but uh I just told the kids I'm like, well whatever your parents would like. Yep. Yeah. You That's know what but it you know it Pastor Brian's fine. You don't have to call me mm-hmm. Pastor Ricky, but if you want to use that title, I go, just ask your parents what they would like mm-hmm. to see and yeah, kind of leave good. it there. But I do have a couple that just call me Brian, and I, mm-hmm. that doesn't bother me at all. Yeah, no, you know? not at all. Uh, I, have mm-hmm. a, I have a young family in my church right now is training their small child to call me pastor, and so I'm respecting that. But, you know, we would recognize that it's the office and not the person yeah, that is right. to be honored. And so uh, we don't want to make it a thing lording it over our congregations yeah. or anything like that. The, the fun thing is when I had a little child go, hi, Pastor Ricky. Pastor <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, I'm not a place where cows graze, you know? <laughs> Uh, Speaking of I may look like a grazing cow. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Oh no. Well, all right. Well, let's get let's get into what we're talking so, about here. Okay, let's see what segue that one, about, right? <laughs> uh, I was going to say, speaking about pastures and flowing land, maybe. <laughs> and someone I'm, who owns I'm really, a thousand cattle on yeah. a thousand hill. Let's get back to God. Yeah, right. I'm really glad I saved you from that awkward segue. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so anyhow, yeah, we are talking about the first article of the Apostles' Creed. And specifically creation. So we wanted to look at, and this will be the episode of the Old Testament passage of Scripture. Next episode, we'll look at a New Testament passage passage of Scripture dealing with the same article. So uh, what we like to do here is read part of parts of Genesis 1 and a little bit of Genesis 2 and start talking about it here. So without further ado, <coughs> let me cough first and uh, let's... 
hear Genesis 1 and 2. Genesis 1, uh, 1 and 2. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And we could have read the whole chapter here, but summary, God said, let there be whatever light, light, let there be stars, let there be firmament. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, firmament. I have to deal with That's that. That's King James language. Yeah. And so all of that, and then the creation of man uh, towards the end of chapter one, and then uh, right at Genesis two, there's a little bit of a summary here. It says, thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God rest, finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it, God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. Amen. That Amen. is God's word to us. Genesis Here ends 1. the reading and, of God's word. Yep. 1 and 2. Good stuff. Reading, summarizing, then reading again. Yes. Yeah. Um, works for much. me. Yeah, we have, we're going to do a, a, a very pastoral three-part outline to the creation Ooh. account. Uh, so we, didn't, we don't have any like sermon note sheets that no, people could fill out at home. We should. Oh. Uh, I, I actually, <laughs> the original content of the Being Lutheran Studies, I did worksheets mm-hmm. for every lesson in the catechism. Yep. Uh, uh, those are going to go away because I did a terrible job <laughs> putting those together. But just for something for people to have to write mm-hmm. on. But since we're not following... The pattern of the lesson, because mm-hmm. I have 50 minutes for Sunday school on Sunday morning, and we're doing them in 20-minute chunks. We're not going to use those. but mm-hmm. uh, So we're going to follow the outline of the creation account yep. uh, just by simply stating that we have an ordered creation. So that's the first bullet point. Yeah, point one. Point one. Point two, we have a good creation. <laughs> Is there a 1A? Oh, I'm sure there are 1A. Yeah. A, guys, under one. <laughs> you guys re- re- remember Pastor yeah, Lee. that's where yeah. I'm going. Yeah. Don't do 1.8. Yeah, point right. Or, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, sub point yeah. D. Sub know? point D. Yeah, yeah well, well, this is a simple outline, remember. Right. So second point, we have a good creation. Yep. Uh, and third point is that creation points us to redemption. Mm-hmm. Good. And so, so that's you gave us all using. the points. So yeah, you episode, Episodes over. Ryan, you have a scripture passage for yeah. us? A seven minute episode here. <laughs> I do. Vocation. Yeah, but, oh. <laughs> oh, man. That's not even a scripture passage. <laughs> no. Well, it's multiple scripture passages all Ooh. summarized in one Well, word. that's deep. We, we, we need to get some recording, some musicians in here, and we can parody uh, the uh, Sesame Street clothes. This episode has been brought to you by the letter <laughs> V and by vocation. And then after we get sued by, yeah. uh, you know. <laughs> Children's Television Workshop. Exactly. Well, I think parody is protected, isn't it? <laughs> Live coming to you from the homeless shelter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're talking first point, ordered creation. Ordered and creation, yeah. So when you say ordered, obviously there's an order to it. There's a structure mm-hmm. to it. What do we mean by that? Well, it's, again, in, in speaking of what creation isn't more than what it is here, is that mm-hmm. God has not subjected us to anarchy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see order in society. That's fourth commandment business. Uh, we see order in the human design, the human biological 
life mm-hmm. can be stilled down to several systems yep. working in tandem to make us alive. You have your respiratory system, your yep. circulatory system. Uh, some people have a musculatory system. I have a fat system. <laughs> uh, you have a skeleton system. Oh, you have your immune system or your endocrine system, I think it's called. You have your digestive system. Uh, it's it's ordered. It's that yep. we are designed to work a specific way. And in fact, we, we have an entire science of disease when that order breaks down or injury, when that order breaks down, uh, your body stops functioning the way it was designed to function. Uh, we see that in physics. Uh, I've been through a couple apologetics curriculum. Uh, one that I recommend for people who are, are looking to get a starter is um, you have the Truth Project, mm-hmm. but put out by the same people that did the Truth Project is a series of presentations called True You. Uh, and the first one is on apologetics and science. Yeah, really and, good. Yeah. Uh, a rock star, my, one of my role models right now is a, a doctor of science, a, a doctor of philosophy of science. And the name is Stephen Meyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, wrote one of my favorite books I've ever read called Signature in the Cell. Uh, just brilliant mind, Christian. Yep. Um, and he walks through and... and it, it might have been on Truth Project, but they highlighted again in True You uh, that there are 37 or 39 universal laws that are holding creation together. Hmm. Uh, the Colossians laws, 1. Yeah. yeah cool. Laws of the universe that if any of these breaks down even to a fraction of a degree, uh, life cannot be sustained. But that's just an accident, Jason. Yeah. You know, it's we, it's <laughs> monkeys on typewriters reproducing Shakespeare, right? Something like that. Uh, and so we, we, we live in an ordered creation, yep. you know, and it's it, it all goes to the, what it says in, in Romans 1 and Romans 2, that the creation is pointing us back to God. That, you know, we, Ecclesiastes says God has put eternity in the hearts mm-hmm. of man. And we look at creation and God has made himself evident in creation. So what we know based on science, based on observing the created world, mm-hmm. is that God is a God of order. Yep. He, and it all comes, not a God of anarchy. Yeah. It all comes back to that first line, in the beginning, God created, mm-hmm. you know, and just this grand designer, capital yeah. D, with this great design that was very good before sent into the, into yep. the world and, and how that really pertains to us as image bearers of God and, and fleshing that all out. So it's, it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. And from that ordered creation, then the systems of society mirror that, and mm-hmm. which is why the church uh, has been the great promoter and celebrator of order. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it seems weird to say that, but the order of the church, mm-hmm. the order of service, the, the the structure of whatever church body you're in, whatever your polity, which mm-hmm. is the specific you know term for order in the church, is uh, flows from scripture. Is First Corinthians fourteen forty, I think says, let all things be done decently in order. And in the context of that verse uh, is that people wouldn't just stand up and start preaching. That, you know, God has given an order to the church. Uh, Part of that order in the church is a rightly ordered call Mm -hmm. to a minister, to a reverend, uh, (laughs) to to do the things that God has given the church to do in a way that doesn't bring confusion and discord, but comfort and assurance, right? And so a pastor is a pastor, not because we're super spiritual, but because the congregation has called and appointed us to preach the word and administer the sacraments in an orderly way. And just to say this out loud, you know, that doesn't mean you have to be a reverend. It means that you have to be called, called by God and that called confirmed. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. in, in the order of the family and society the church has promoted, yep. which is, you know, kind of a battleground right now. But God has ordered the family in a specific way. And the primary purpose of the family is for procreation. Mm-hmm. And, and it would be no surprise uh, it should be no surprise that it's the marriage relationship where procreation occurs and is nurtured so that our children uh, have the best chance mm-hmm. of being well-adjusted and continuing on in future generations. And then Luther in the fourth commandment says, all authority in society, all order in society is patterned after the family. Mm-hmm. And so Christians, we should celebrate good government. And Mm -hmm. we are commanded in scripture to pray for our government officials, to pray for our leaders, the kings and all officials, you know, as as that first Timothy two says that. And so, you know, we, we step back and we look at the very beginning of scripture, the very first words of God in the Bible are words of order. Mm -hmm. And and that should be comfort to us. Right. And, And even in the days of creation, there's an order to that. Can you imagine if you would, Shuffle around and shuffle the <laughs> shuffle the deck of the or, the days. There's a of bunch creation. of dinosaurs floating yeah. around in space yeah, right. for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I don't know if it was mm, I don't know if it was in seminary where they talked of the first three days of yeah, creation. Yeah, there's a pattern. Yeah, you you can match that up with days four through six yep. to see how they. You have kind of the oh, the canvas. Uh, on first the first three days and then the, the stuff detail. that fills the yep. canvas on the other days. I think that's a good way to think of it. Um, yeah, there's a structure to that, even in the order of how God created the yep. heavens and the earth. Absolutely. And, and that's something that, you know, I wish I would have appreciated more when I was in seminary, learning that. Mm-hmm. But, but God's goodness in the beauty he produces with that order. Uh, as a thing. And, and that makes for a good segue to that second question mm-hmm. or, or that second point, I should yep. say. We have a we have an ordered creation, but we have a good creation yep. that it's beneficial and it's been given for us. And, and this speaks directly, if you remember all the way back now, uh, when we first covered the Apostles' Creed as a creed itself with the three ecumenical creeds, mm-hmm. the Apostles' Creed is primarily written against the heresy of Gnosticism, yep. which would reject the goodness of creation, which would reject the goodness of material. And in fact, the creation story teaches us that God is good and everything he has created is good and is for us. It is to to support us, uh, to give us purpose in life. You remember that Adam and Eve had a vocation in the garden <laughs> Tending it, it, that work is not a product of the fall. Yep, uh, work is a good creation good. of pre-fall Eden. Yeah, I think the church even falls into that Gnostic thing where like oh, everything absolutely. physical is bad and and everything spiritual is good, and it's it's really easy to get there. But you know, God's creation was mm-hmm. good and then very good again after the creation of humanity. Yep. So, well, and it and it shouldn't be a controversial statement right now, but it is because of partisan politics in the United States. The leading environmentalists in the world ought to be Christians. You know, we ought to be concerned with how we care for the environment. Now, so I don't get myself in trouble politically speaking, that's not to say we should all be panicking running around with our hands waving in the air, towing the the environmentalist, you know, 
policy line right now, party line, but we should care that we're not abusing creation. Mm -hmm. We should, you know, care that animal populations in places are in danger and things like that. But we should also recognize in that, that humans aren't the disease, but in fact, God has ordered and given us creation for our benefit, mm-hmm. you know, and that, it works both that ways. mankind is the, the crown of creation. Mankind is the mm-hmm. crown of it creation. It is, but it's also the steward, yep. Yep. you know, exactly. as said before, even before the fall, and I we can talk about how that plays out after the fall, but before the fall, they were, in a sense, God's vice regents, yep. you know, to rule and reign according to his righteousness and holiness and take care and be wise stewards of this great creation that he's entrusted mm-hmm. to us. Mm-hmm. And so, but then you see it's the, the goodness of creation flows from the orderliness mm-hmm. of creation and that, that God gave creation caretakers and that's mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. And so that's part of it. But the, the goodness is God has given us food. Mm-hmm. And so we should enjoy the food we've been yep. given. Uh, God has given uh, the physical pleasures, uh, you know, yep. uh, all that's there uh, for our, out of his grace and his mercy, his goodness to us, you mm-hmm. know. It's, so we can thoroughly enjoy it yeah. and not feel bad for as, finding as enjoyment. Prescription, mm-hmm. his design prescription, because obviously mm-hmm. you can take that out, out of that design and you can try to enjoy those things outside of how God designed it to be used, but that's not the Lord. And of course, that wouldn't have happened before the fall. And eventually, yeah. as sin entered into the world, it does. But I think it is important and mm-hmm. that as we do talk about those things, yes, those things are celebrating and and all different types of, of aspects of, of pleasure, not just only talking about sexual relationships, mm-hmm. but even in in sexual relationships, that as long uh, as we follow God's prescription, God's mm-hmm. design, uh, it is blessed and it is good. And it still remains good, even in a fallen world, as we follow uh, God's yeah. design for those things right. as an act of worship. Sure. You know, that whole, not because we have to, but because we get to in the freedom of Christ Jesus. And, yeah. and you highlighted a perfect thing there. Even after the fall, God, in his grace and mercy, has given us boundaries to enjoy the mm-hmm. things. And so you talked about sexual intimacy within the right boundary it's a good thing yeah. to be enjoyed and celebrated. That boundary thing. is marriage. Outside thing. of marriage, it's sinful. Yep. Uh, the same thing, you know, there's a Bible verse that says God has given wine to gladden the hearts of men. There's a boundary where drunkenness, you know, the excess of alcohol uh, is out of bounds. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, he, it's not inappropriate for a Christian to take a drink and to, to enjoy an alcoholic beverage. Now, we get into whole <gasps> ethics of addiction and things like that uh, and, you know, loving our brothers and sisters, but yep. on its core level, it's good. Yeah. The yeah. same thing works with food and gluttony. Right. That right. an excess of food is out of bounds. I think I've seen some Lutheran writers refer to this as like a first article good gift or good gift of the first article or yep. some something along those lines. And I think that's what they're trying to touch on in the, the goodness of creation. Yeah, it's been granted for us. Uh, But the big thing here, as we consider all this, and it's all appropriate, is to understand why we have the creation account. And and, uh, I had a kind of a a light bulb aha moment about a year into serving as a pastor where this all crystallized for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, my background is in apologetics. Mm -hmm. I've been trained well in apologetics. I used to work for an apologetics ministry. Um, And I think... Not the band that... Does. No, no, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah. apologetics. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I haven't thought about them forever. <laughs> My goodness, that totally derailed me. Sorry, uh, yeah. But I think we more often than not today, especially twenty first century Christians, treat 
uh, Genesis 1 and 2 as an apologetic against evolution. Hmm. And, and we've kind of lied to ourselves and thought that, well, God and his wisdom, you know, 4,000 years ago or whenever this was written, uh, foresaw the threat of evolution and put it in there just for us. And that's an entirely selfish way of looking at scripture, first of all, but it's not true. Uh, the, the theory of evolution isn't a threat to God because it's not truth. Mm-hmm. And it's good that we would know why and good that we would look at the evidence and yeah. see it. And, and I'm not uh, devaluing apologetics. I'm not devaluing things like Answers in Genesis or the mm-hmm. Discovery Institute uh, or, or any of that is doing. But we ought to consider why Genesis 1 is in the Bible. And I'm fully and wholly convinced that we have Genesis one so that God can demonstrate to us. He's capable of creating out of nothing. And from that teaching, we get assurance of salvation because Ephesians two one says we're dead in our trespasses and sins. Mm -hmm. We have nothing to contribute to our salvation. So if we are to be saved, we need to be able to trust God to be responsible for our salvation. And God in his goodness and grace says, I can create out of nothing. Mm -hmm. I don't need you. Yep. He's going to create our faith out of nothing. He's going to muster up in us something that isn't there, and he's going to save us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's tremendously comforting. And you've kind of segued into the third part of this three-part outline yep. of redemption. Yep. Creation is there for mm-hmm. redemption. Remember, everything in scripture, everything in our faith, all parts of theology are constantly pointing us to Jesus Christ. The The primary way, and I'm sorry about this Calvinists, <laughs> but the primary way in which God has revealed himself is not in his sovereignty, mm-hmm. but it is in the cross. Yeah. God has revealed himself to us in Jesus Christ as a merciful God, a forgiving God who has redeemed us. And so even as we consider everything in the first article of the creed, all of God providing for and sustaining us, what that's doing is pointing us to his grace and mercy and saving us. And I think that points us back to our episode on the Trinity, not to always bring it back to that, but, <laughs> but the early church fathers did see John chapter one, verse 18 as the gospel that no one has ever seen God. The only God who's at the father's side, Jesus, he has made the triune God known. And that is how God truly revealed himself clearly and extravagantly for us is the salvation that Christ came to provide. Mm-hmm. And what is it? Is it Hebrews that says Jesus is the exact representation yeah. of God's mm-hmm. being or essence? No, I'm going to make a deal with you, Brian. Every time I say vocation, you go vocation. Mm-hmm. Every time you say Trinity, I'm going to go Trinity. <laughs> we got a new buzzword. There we go. Uh, <laughs> but it does because God has revealed himself as the triune God yeah, of absolutely. creation. It's great. Progressively yeah. in the Old Testament, clearly in the person work of Christ. And, and that's scripture and that's the beauty and God is revealing himself even in creation. Yep. Romans 1 reminds us of that so that we're left without excuse. Just the, the order, the, the design, and the goodness of how the goodness of God is revealed in creation. Mm-hmm. The glory of the Lord is revealed yeah, through creation. Yep. Yeah. Good. Well, we should wrap up here today. Verse? No verse? Oh, got a verse. Got but a any verse. closing thoughts? No, I think this is a good place to get a yeah. verse. All right, Colossians <laughs> chapter 1, uh, beginning in verse 15. He, Jesus, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together." And he is the head of the body of the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. And through him, 
to reconcile himself to all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also invite a friend to check us out on iTunes. Please join us next week as Pastor Jason, Pastor Brett, and myself continue our discussion on the first article of the Apostles' Creed. God bless you and have a great week.